produced with podcasting gear from Tascam, including the Tascam Mini Studio. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Smugglers 3, Ken, Derek, and myself, Mike. How are you guys doing? Surviving. Yes. And and, and totally confused. How do we do this if we got nobody else on the show with us? Uh, exactly. Well, it's okay. We'll be back to that stage next week. It's been a long time since we did a show without someone else here with us. Yeah. And it feels kind of lonely out here in the galaxy. And we've got... And next week, we've got Galactic coming on, Galactic, a Galactic podcast. Um, check him account. 22nd. Uh, when? Oh. After that. Yet. Yet. See what, <laughs> see what magic I could pull. Let me double check messages on Twitter. If you are a podcaster and are listening to the show and would like to come on, let us know, and we will we will schedule you. Because like last week when we had Pete from around the galaxy, that happened that week. <laughs> so that was a quick turnaround there. Uh, yeah, that was a, that one, Ken. Oh, <laughs> I said that was a good one last week. You remember that one, Ken? Oh yeah. wait. Hey, I remember everything that was discussed on there. Oh. <laughs> and the bad thing was. I wasn't even able to be on here to talk to him about the West End Star Wars game. Oh, yeah. I actually still have all my books and stuff from it. Well, probably have his stuff. No, I, I have um, the regular source books and um, game manuals. I didn't have any of the adventure journals. I actually have them right here beside me. Yeah, I'm, I may try. Once funds become available, I'm about to get furloughed. Um... I may look into seeing if I can find them. Just to have, if anything, collector aspect. Yeah, they have some good stuff in them. Yeah. Oh, like I said on the show last week, that's where Eric got the idea for his uh, his Lego mock for brick fairs. Is the uh, the outpost that came from that? So, um, so to start off, check out the homepage. WookieRadio.net. It is caught up. I just got to get the guests caught up. Um, oh, I, need to send, I need to send that to Casey as well. Have him send us a headshot. But um, also to check out our affiliates and our partners like HeroesAndVillains.com. 
Use the code SMUGGLERS for 15% off your first purchase. Uh, go to BiddyBoomers.com. Use the code WeBeGeeks for 15% off any and every purchase you make from there. And as you've heard, if you've seen, if you follow them online, um, May 1st, they're dropping the child. So you can pre-order now. And it will ship the baby. And they will, they will (laughs) ship the, they will ship, ship you the child on May 1st. And I will tell you. After they drop the guy? After they drop the little guy. And I will tell you guys, I was listening to, uh, interesting podcast that put out an episode for a couple weeks while sanding a shelf project that I'm stripping the old gel stain from and I'm going to, I'm in the process of restaining it something a little darker and I was listening to um, oh, what's this show it's two guys from Massachusetts um um um, Wampus Lair was from that direction, I think. No, I don't know no, if they're still doing shows. Not Wampus I don't think Lair. they're still doing it. Not Wampus Lair. Um, no idea. I it, can't help you. It, it was Chris and someone. Oh, keep this it to the frame. <laughs> ah, yes. Haven't done a show in. Never heard of it. <laughs> haven't done a show in a couple of weeks. Uh, yeah. You finally get around to the Skype function? Utilizing Skype, or, or did you have him actually call in? He was on the phone. He doesn't He doesn't have Skype. Okay. So you have him well, just you, have you have more than one microphone. So what you do is you put him on one side of the porch, you sit on the other side <laughs> in the yard, and you're on the porch, and you're all good. You're still doing social distancing. He's just holding his microphone. Ten, ten, <laughs> ten foot cable. You're fine. Social exactly. Distance is ten, six feet. But no, and, I was listening to it while using my Iron Man video. Ah, nice. So, yeah, I have that on my list. I just haven't got to it yet. What, Bitty Boomer or Keepers? No, Keepers. Ah. I'm still waiting for Keepers to um, watch a couple of movies I've suggested, but they've not got that far. We will. <laughs> so, anyway. Especially now that we're back. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, check out Bitty Boomers for that. Also, too, check out our web store or your own uh, Wookie Radio garb. Great stuff. So, um, where to start first? It is a slow news week. Something we did miss last week uh, because of having eat on just fine. Um, but I thought this was pretty cool. What? Oh, <laughs> yes, around the galaxy, which was a blast. Yeah, uh, never mind. <laughs> um, the High Republic. Or this is uh, from StarWars.com. Inside Star Wars The High Republic, uh, they are introducing us to some of the Jedi Knights and Masters from the High Republic series. Cool. So, uh, first look. Uh, concept art for Var Chris. Um, I'm kind of digging... Their outfits, it, it's different than the traditional Jedi robes that we normally see. 
Well, it looks very similar, except for you like wear a tunic over the top of it. Is what yeah. it looks like. Yeah, it's you wear a normal. At least for that one. But it looks like you wear a normal shirt, and then you you have your, and it's almost uh, it's almost like a double tunic. It's like a tunic, and then you have another for your obies. They're they're uh, it's almost like another tabard. Yeah, it's like double tabards. Yeah, I mean, it's very reminiscent to what we have seen. Because if you look at some of these other ones, like the next one down is very traditional for Jedi. Just the colors are a little bit less, and then the one below that is something like you'd see Anakin with. Yeah. So yeah. Well, with with Avar, Chris, uh, Avar is the brightest, most noble example of Jedi hood. She always tries to see the good in people and situations, and never pull puts herself first. She's invigorated about life on the frontier and the challenges it brings and is an inspiration for those who work with her. She is compassionate, not dogmatic, and always ready to sacrifice her, herself over others. Um, Avar Chris is the best of the best. And she is using a green lightsaber. Yeah, well, this is according to the concept art. This, I mean, until we actually see it in the comics, we're not sure, but probably it would be close to this as it's comics. Right. Or in the books. In the regular books, it'll be whatever they want to say it is. I'm sure they're going to be sticking. Uh, yeah. Well, what does it say here? With the, with well, the green. Uh, wow, this looks like it's going to drop a little farther because it says this is supposed to drop fall of 2020. I thought it was supposed to be late summer. It was, but now everything's being... Looks like they back. bumped it back a little. So I'm trying to find... I thought there was an explanation for colors, what color meant what color. It may not be in this article. No, it's not in this article, but it's a different. Maybe. No, obviously we know red. A red's red. It's Sith. Yeah. Um, we know the temple guards are always... Um, Orange? Are always yellow. Oh, yellow, yeah. Which they, they sell at Doc Ondar's. Uh, the... The Temple Guard one, and it looks. Nice. Um, I swore I, I could see. I, I thought I remember there was a. There, there was an explanation behind colors. That blue meant this, blue meant some, green meant some. Uh, okay, green lightsaber indicates peace. Peace, man. Um, trying to see what Wikipedia had it, but apparently not on everything. But Wikipedia. <laughs> All right, so. Uh, so yeah, obviously a peacekeeper, uh, hers. Um, next up we have Loden Greatstorm, who is a Twi'lek, or Twi'lek, tomato, tomato, potato, potato, potatoes. Um, Loden is a Twi'lek Jedi master and considered to be one of the best teachers in the Jedi Order, strong and wise. And with a good sense of humor, Loden looks at every moment as a learning experience, always trying to better himself and those around him, especially the, his Padawans. 
and his outfit looks very similar to um This is what you would traditionally see what um like in the prequels of the Star Wars trilogy for the Jedi. Well, I even, think even before that, it, it's very reminiscent a little bit too of Kenobi's minus yeah. the, minus the robe. One thing I'm noticing, little... there is they're not wearing robes; they're wearing almost like a cape. Yeah, I think it's a little more fancier than Obi Wan's. Yeah, these are definitely some more ornate. Yeah, uh, I almost want to say they're almost a very um, like Senate esque mm. with their looks. Um. Now we get to Kiev Trennis. Kiev is a young firebrand Jedi, believed to to have a great future ahead of her, if she would only behave her behave. This doesn't sound right. If only she would. Oh, they can behave. Oh my lord, it's (laughs) it's Blur's Day, right? Um, if she would only believe it herself. Quick-witted and more impulsive than she should be, Keeve was the has only been a Jedi Knight for a few weeks and is a little starstruck around Avar. Knowing many of the great things Chris has done in the past, um, she is determined to prove herself to Avar and the other legendary Jedi stationed on Starlight Beacon. But first, she must learn to trust in herself as much as she trusts in the Force. Um, she wields a dual blade saber, which I, I like the look of her hilt. Yeah. And hers is green as well. It's, her her robes look uh, are the ones that I said are very reminiscent to um, yeah. like what you see from Anakin in like Episode 3. So it almost seems like once you hit the status of Master... You get a change in order, quite possibly. I don't know. Mm. Um, but even even her her outfit still looks a little different. I mean, I love the it's a cool look. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they all little, a little bit, um, what was that, Derek? It looks a little more. Um, it looks a little more like like the outfit of a of a f- fighter or a soldier of some type. Yeah. Hers Rather than the robes that we... Hers also looks very similar to uh, the stylings that we see in Knights of the Old Republic. Or Star Wars the Old yeah. Republic game for the Jedi. And I love, too, how if you look on each one of their their tabards, or, or the Obi section, where the two meet... Because this looks like it's a single piece that comes... Well, hers looks like a vest. Sort of. Yeah. Except there, there's no separation. Because it's like below the belt, you, there'd be almost a two-inch bit of fabric and then the split. But you notice that's the... The, um, the decoration in it is the same that you find in the floor in the Jedi Council room. Yeah, yeah. There's. I've noticed all of these so far have had a lot more ornamentation and decoration in them than the what we see once we get yeah. 200 years past. Yeah, 
Right. Yeah. But each one of them has has that um, that symbol. So I wonder if this was potentially the original Jedi symbol before the the modern day symbols, and they Actually, and they re, and they honored the symbol by putting it in the Jedi Council floor. If you look into the in the logo of Star Wars: The High Republic, that same logo is actually flipped on its side for either side of that bracket. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it is all over the place for in this. Yeah, it's a, it's a variation on that. Uh, next out, um, going back, Loden has a green or has a yellow um, saber. Lightsaber. And yellow is appears it seems to be the rarest of the blades and is one of the people who uses it is uh, Plo Koon but the Jedi Sentinels com- who comprise it, it are the it's their primary color as well um, and yellow to put, means strength on the lights on the light side so, um, now to continue on, we have Stellan Geos. Stellan is an optimistic, well-respected Jedi Master. Uh, again, we notice his his tops are more in the white and gold, or that pale gold, or whatever you want to call it. Um, Stellan came up through the order with Var Chris. Although they are often on different assignments for the Jedi or the Republic, when the two work together, they're a powerhouse team of two noble heroes in action. Strong in the Force and a natural teacher, Stellan is currently stationed at one of the Jedi Temple outposts on the planet, on a distant planet of Karagan Benir. Uh, and then with the blue... Blue is a symbol of protection, and he uses a blue and saber. And if you look, his lightsaber actually has a cross guard on it. Yeah, except it it doesn't oh, yeah. light, it doesn't light up like a uh, yeah. It's just his, his his has a very would would we say he's almost the Lancelot of this group? That's what it looks like look look wise yeah. and in demeanor. Yeah, his lightsaber very much has the feel of like a broadsword. Yeah. Yeah, um, definitely. See, I'm I'm wondering if they're going to start making these sabers to sell as well. Oh, Cops you know they Edge. are. I would hope so. Probably at some point, yeah. I would hope so. Um, now Vernestra or Vern Vo uh, is a newly minted Jedi Knight. Um, Vern was Padawan to Stellan Geos. She works hard and is devoted to the Jedi Order, more so than most others her age. At 16, she was one of the youngest Jedi Knights in a generation. She struggles to fit in with the adults, while also setting a good example for the more younger Jedi. But her outfit looks very similar to the Knights. So my theory behind... Or to the Master. So my theory behind her... Um, why Keeve is wearing the dark brown instead of what everyone else is wearing 
is blown out the window. Yeah. Well, also, this one here, Vern's um, outfit, without if it had different sleeves, had the arm wraps instead, looks very much like Ray. Like Ray's actual training tunics and stuff that we see in Rise of Skywalker. Very similar. The difference is the shirt underneath yeah. that has flowing sleeves instead of the arm wraps. And yeah. the legs are actual pants right. instead of the wraps. Yeah. Mm. Other than that, it's the same robe. So now we know this. there's more characters than just this because we've seen more in, in pictures. But this is our introduction first. I guess the one that's coming out in the first story or first couple stories. So um, what do you guys think? I mean, I love the art. I, I'm. Yeah, they, they look interesting. Yeah, it's going to be fun to see what they do with this. Yeah. Because we've seen this go bo- either way before. They make a big announcement about right. this. That all of a sudden, uh, remember Fate of the Jedi? Uh, yeah. No, so, I don't. <laughs> yeah, they've. you never know how, which way it's going to go with this. This hopefully, uh, since this is now the Disney era, this is the first huge initiative they've done cross like this, um, I think, since Disney's taken over, that hopefully they'll get it right the first time out of the gate mm. without backing it up from a movie or a TV show right away. Right. So I want to see them bring back the use on Vong, but hey, that's just me. Hey, it could happen. It could happen it, at some point. I guess rumors are for either Rebels or one, or one of them, there was real close to them pulling the trigger on that one. Really? On which one? Uh, yeah, use on Vong. They were thinking about bringing them in for one of the animated series. Even just to introduce them and just let them so that they can just sit out there waiting. That would, that would be very I like the concept of them. Well, so. I mean, we're supposed to be getting another uh, Rebels series, right? Yeah. yeah. So, well, right. But, all, they've not confi- confirmed anything, but. So it could happen still. Yeah. Very well. It's a possibility. Mm-hmm. It's a possibility. It's a possibility. Um, so up next. As we're recording, did y'all watch Lego Masters tonight? I've yep. never seen Lego Masters. Well, actually, oh. I, did, I didn't get to see all of it because I had to get ready to record, but I haven't seen the ending yet, so don't tell me. Okay. The father-son team got sent home. Oh, wait, that was a while ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. That no. show was really cool. It, it was really cool. I'm, I'm not as much as I love Legos. I'm not overly thrilled because it seems like it, it, they they were trying to turn it from reality game show into a reality drama at some point. Off the uh. it's just the Legos happens. Um, I didn't feel that way. Not as bad as some shows do. Yeah. Well, tonight they did. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Well, tonight was Star Wars themed. Yeah, it was. And um, they, it was, it was a pretty good episode. Um, yeah. They had C-3PO, BB-8, and R2 as guests. Uh, obviously, it was not Anthony Daniels in the suit. I'm not oh, sure. Don't tell me that. But I, we we know <laughs> yeah. it was him. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. We know it was him doing so. Yeah. Um, now, Will Arnett um, has said 
Star Wars had such a huge impact on me early on uh, as he was talking to StarWars.com. Because I remember the day I saw A New Hope hit her in 77. I went back three more times all these years later to be able to be working with Lego and then have C-3PO and R2-D2 next to me as like a fulfillment of a crazy long uh, lifelong dream. My sons were incredibly excited for this episode, and it was just amazing to share it with them. Um, So first was a challenge, and their challenge was they had to build a droid. And there's each team is a team of two. So it's the married couple who she's pregnant. Uh, so I guess it's the married trio <laughs> at this stage in the game. Uh, they won with their droid called Easy Peasy. Easy oh, yeah. Peasy. Uh, and that was actually the coolest of the three. Yeah. I agree. Now, um, from there, they had 10 um, iconic scenes or iconic moments from Star Wars to pick from to do their Star Wars scene recreation. Yes. And um, the three that were picked was the the uh, indoor bunker. Yep. Which that bunker looked sweet. Mm-hmm. That whole. I, I like the next one better myself. But yeah, it looks awesome. Um, Imagine it, being able to do this from scratch and being able to figure out how to do it. Yeah. I know, right? Which, give me time. Yeah, they had nine hours. <laughs> There's no way I could do that in nine hours. Nine hours, and they just give you a whole bunch of bricks, and you get to figure out how to do it on your own. Yeah, yeah. I'd be so lost. Um, the next one is the Adat. Um, the Adat attack on Hoth. Mm-hmm. Which how these this guy built these things? I have from scratch. Amazing. Yeah, from they scratch. Look, they look fantastic. And again, he did it. He did it in less than nine hours. But I'm sitting there going, I want the I want the actual Adat model. Which apparently there's a new one coming out later this year. Oh yeah, it's going to take me more than nine hours to build the stupid. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> and then um, the last one scene picked uh, was the the battle on crate. Which yeah, it's pretty amazing to figure that out exactly. It was this looked amazing. Yeah. I really liked the look of this. Um, I know who won. I'm not going to tell you who won. Just go watch the show. Good. Um, I haven't seen the end yet. But I, I don't remember what the other scenes were. I don't either. Uh, there was the Falcon on um, Cloud City. Oh, see, I would have went for that, that one. Yeah, but can you imagine trying to actually build the Falcon? I can't, I can't build any of that from scratch. See, I am and, very impressed. And I, and I wonder with the, with the ADAT scene, if they actually built the, uh, the snow speeder or if they had, cause that looks like a pre-done model kit. I don't know. So I'm wondering if they did the, 
they did the Falcon, would they have built the Falcon from scratch, or would they have been offered a model kit for it? An actual pre done show like this. It seems like for a show like this, you would need to do it from scratch with no no kids. Yeah, I would think. So. Yeah. Uh, I don't. Yeah. I don't think that snow. I think that snow speeder was built from scratch. Was it? Didn't, to me, it didn't it look didn't, like it. it. Looks like it to me. It didn't look like it. For me. Well, you yeah, have to go back and watch the show. I would imagine for the for the competition, everything would have to be built from scratch. I can't see them giving them any – why they would give them any pre, you know, yeah. that would kind of defeat the point. Sure. Well, I would I'm, think. I'm sure they modified it. But those, those look – You never know. know. These, these people may have made some of this stuff before from the kits so they know what, what to use to make it now. Yeah. True, but but well, I don't know the ATST in the indoor set. It is that almost looks better than the kits. Ha! Yes, this is on Hulu, so I can watch it tomorrow. There you go. So, I mean, that looks better than what was on the kits, or than that normal kits. The only thing I didn't agree with was the the tubes coming off the legs because I don't remember those coming that far down. Yeah. On which one? The ATST, Chicken Walker. Yeah. But, I mean, this whole, his, uh, their their chicken walker looks amazing. Yeah. Uh, call, just knock that up to artistic license. Yeah. But it it looks got amazing. a catapult background. Well, they, they were saying um, part of it was, here's the Empire, and then here's the Ewoks with all the primitive weapons. Because if you, when they showed the ATST, there's a couple of Ewoks attacking it with, with spears. Mm-hmm. Just like in the movie. The only thing I wish they added to this is there. There's one with an Ewok uh, with the you know Kevin. If you remember Kevin talking about that was him on the speeder bike <laughs> running off. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish he had another at at that was in smashed mode with the with the two um, tree trunks. Yeah, but then you'd have to build a lot more stuff than what we have here. Yeah. Because you got to have tree trunks attached yeah. to something above and all this other stuff. Yeah. But they were focusing more on the bunker from when things were captured. So. Um, but let's talk about the coolest thing out of all of this. And that is, if you go back to the very first pick that giant TIE fighter. Yeah, it looks like something straight out of Legoland. That thing's awesome. Yeah, it is. And hey, look, there's the Falcon. Hey, if you yep. look, the Star Wars logo above, that's also made out of Lego. Yeah. Yep. Hey, there's the five scenes. Um, Trench Run. Ah. Oh, that would have been difficult, I think. Um, Tatooine. Uh... Isley Spaceport. Uh, no, that's actually Mos Espa. Oh, yeah, that is Mos Eisley down below. Okay, that's, let's say that's Boonta Eve above. Then you got the, the pod, Boonta Eve pod race. Um, I can't tell what's underneath the ad at. Mm, that could be in one of the hangar bays on, from any of the movies, one of the Imperial or First Order hangar bays. Could yeah, be. I can't tell either. Oh, it's 
it's that when uh, Finn and Poe take the TIE fighter out in Force Awakens? Possibly. Maybe. Maybe. Um, well, do they have scenes from all the movies? Um, let's see. We got New Hope, A New Hope, Phantom Menace, uh, Empire, Jedi, Last Jedi. That's Jedi there with the explosion of, on, behind the Falcon. And Je- a lot of, a lot of stuff so. from um, Last Jedi. Oh, is that is that Jabba Selbarg? That's yes. Jabba Selbarg, yeah. And you have yeah. um, Cloud City down here. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, the Falcon, that's leaving the Death Star. Yeah, from uh, Death Star yeah. too. The only one that I don't know is uh, is the one underneath the add-ons. That's definitely a first order hangar bay of some sort. So it it could be from either any of the sequel trilogy because they had the hangar bay scenes on all three. Yeah, yeah. It's just hard to tell because it's so small. I would say if I was to go for either of these, I would either do. I would I would be up for either the trench run. Um, Moss Eisley or or the Cell Barge. The I don't know, I'm watching the I'm Starlight at the, Pet. I'm looking at the Booty Eve thing. Imagine how fun it could be making all the pod racing pod racers and stuff. Yeah. Adding <laughs> and adding actual life and motion to that. Yeah. Yeah. And building the sands and filling them with minifigs. But then you got to think it's a competition, so you get a time limit. Yeah. They probably didn't have the option of all of these scenes. Because Mike said originally, I think he said there was only uh, five scenes available. Mm. So you said there was only five scenes available, right? So they probably only had um, – they didn't have all of those options we're looking at. Yeah, I'll have to watch it again to, to find out. Yeah. They, only, they had all ten scenes to choose from. Oh, okay. I thought you said they only had five. They? No, they had all ten choose from. I'm just saying for me the ones I would I would have done it's either Trench Run Isley or uh, or Java. Mm. I just couldn't remember a lot of them. What I'd like to see someone if you're going to go um, A New Hope I want to see Obi-Wan and Luke on the um, on the ridge overlooking Moss Eisley and actually get the sense of scale. It's have someone actually do yeah. that Lego and see if you can actually pull it off to get Moss Eisley so tiny out in the distance and actually be able to see that's what that is. Or, yeah, that would be cool. Or, you know, since you've got that huge table, you could be building Moss Eisley. But yeah. Off, but off on the, on the very furthest end is that cliffside with, Le- with Leia or with Luke and Obi-Wan. So, now, also announced last week after we had done show or as we were doing um, Lego uh, unveils a surprise kit a 501st Legion clone trooper set they have they have released this they have released a 501st set the walker is very similar Uh, in this kit um this looks like it's one of the lower price kits too. This is probably like thirty bucks or less because you get two of the small vehicles and just a bunch of minifigs. Yeah. So 
This I, is probably like a, I was just saying, Mike. This is probably like a um, thirty dollars set or so, because there's not a whole lot in there going on. Uh, got what much they're going for? Because it's, like it's, it's, it's already it's already you can pre-order. Yeah. Um, set is going for thirty bucks, twenty nine ninety nine. See, good call. Yeah. Now, in this kit, you have an ATRT walker with a brand new color scheme, posable legs, stud shooter. I personally hate those stud shooters. Yeah, it's like a waste. I mean, I'm sure little kids playing with it probably do play with it a little bit, but. Uh, um, again, a lot of people are complaining. It still looks um, not scaled right compared to the original. And even the original 501st set, that ATRT wasn't scaled right either. Yeah. Um, they, say, have that they say the original ATRT looks a lot smoother than what this one does. So for a newer kit, this one looks very, very rough mm-hmm. for the ATRT. Also, you got to remember, this is a regular Lego kit. This is not a collector series Lego kit. No, I'm talking even, right, the, yeah. even the original. You, you said you've got the original 501st set, right? I think. Well, I have one that has that ATRT, so I don't know if it's the 501st set or if it's just a regular. But even even, even the original ATRT looks a lot. Everyone's saying looks a lot cleaner than this one. Yeah. So, um, but I'm still I'm still interested in it. Um, new color scheme, posable legs, a stud shooter, attachment points for a blaster and. Electro binoculars element. Um, also a bark speeder featuring two stud shooters, which I love the look of that. The look of bark speeder. Bark speeder. Yeah. Um, four minifigures, three 501st clone troopers, a 501st jet trooper. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, plus two they battle. Fly now? What's that? So they fly now? Some they did. fly now. They, they did back then, too. Because <laughs> if you remember Kashyyyk, they had some that and your top out, uh, Cody's group, uh, the 212, they had uh, airborne troops as well. Uh, and also two battle drones. This is a 285-piece set. It doesn't look like that many pieces when you just look at it here in the picture. No. Yeah, but that also includes the studs that you shoot and yeah, the guns yeah. and well, that thirty dollars price tag is about right then because don't they say it's what um, ten pieces for a dollar usually with Lego? Something like that. Right around the ballpark of Something so if you like got two hundred eighty five pieces, twenty nine dollars or twenty nine ninety five would be right. Yeah, I'm, I'm loving the nose piece on this Barksby. Oh, that never mind. Okay. See now, it's it's two separate pieces. Gotcha. What is the nose? I thought that gray section was all one piece. And not ah, two different pieces. Two different pieces. Just they've airbrushed the seam, or there's enough of a glare or shadows to take the seam. But yeah, that, this this kit looks great. I really I really like the look of this kit. 
it's interesting how they call the um, all the troopers are minifigs, but the um, battle droids are Lego action figures. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, with, with like the Friends kit, or uh, when they had the DC super superhero girls, or uh, what's the other one? Elves. What's the other one? Those figures are called mini dolls. Okay. Because they're not <laughs> they're not traditional minifig. But I know what I'm getting from Easter, though, from family. <laughs> and I bought a second one. I just got to find the hat with it. The old 2010 Green Army set that, <laughs> that I'm getting. I love my Oh, I love my games. Um, so, over at Chip and Company... Um, I don't remember us covering this story. I don't think we did. But we can cover it now. Um, we have a, they have a synopsis of Cassian Andor for Disney+. Plus. Now, we do not cover. the synopsis no. is, follow the adventures of rebel spy Cassian Andor during the formative years of the Rebellion prior to the events of Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Diego Luna will reprise the role of Andor, which he originated in 2016. Uh, the rousing spy thriller will explore tales filled with espionage and daring missions to restore hope to a galaxy in the grip of a ruthless empire. Um, Diego Luna is set to reprise his role and is very excited to get started once the world gets running again. Um, mm. In February, he shared his excitement by saying to have more time to develop the character and to pilot a and to pilot a little longer. You know, it's amazing when you're piloting the thing actually moves. It's fantastic. I just wanted to do more and more and more. But to be honest, it was something I really wanted to happen, and I'm glad it's happening. Um, Luna continued to rave about the opportunity by saying, now we can do magic, right? And go back in time and say we're going to tell a story that happened before the film. I'm going to look younger. I'm going to get to play the, with those toys again, <laughs> which is my favorite line. Um, and it's nice to start something, you know, how it's going to end. It's a different approach, and the beauty is that people have already already have a connection with the character. So now we're going to tell you what happened for Rogue One to exist. Cool. I like it. No really, no really big surprises. This is uh, pretty much what we expected it to be, isn't it? Pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. But it's just basic terms what we thought was coming. I, my thing is, I don't want a recap of how uh, he and K two S O met. We got that in the com in the comic, in the one shot. That's canon. Let's start right after that. Maybe yeah. Uh, either well, either we'll that see. or we'll lead up to that. Skip that story, and then. Or retell that story word for word from the comic. Bring that issue to life and retell it that way. I don't think they would do that, though. I don't think. 
Yeah. If they're going to put it on the screen, they're going to embellish and change the story a little bit. Which will change canon. They're not going to do that. Well, then they might not put it in. Uh, yeah, they might not need to really. I don't. I don't. Just, I don't think they do need to. Yeah, just start from where they've already. They're already together. Yep. Yep. So, uh, but to continue on, according to directbeta.com or the direct.com, Rosario Dawson's Sokotano. Her contract is a Disney Plus show deal. Very interesting. Yes. So it was re- um, it was revealed that you know, she's going to be part of second season of Mandalorian. Um, but with this, uh, the not only is she supposed to appear there, um, it is rumored that she'll have her own live-action series as well. But now it could be said says she could appear in multiple Star Wars live-action series. So does this mean we could potentially see her in, in Obi-Wan? Could we potentially see her in the Cassian Andor series? I could see it do it on Cassian Andor because remember she is Fulcrum at that point. She is one of several. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've never seen more than one Fulcrum working at a time, as far as we know. Once True. she was no longer Fulcrum, then there was a new Fulcrum. True. So I just find also, it very interesting. The, the continuation of Rebels may not be animated. Right. It's true too, which could explain the um, the rumors of someone else playing coming in and playing Sabine. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um. So, what do you guys think? I mean, I know we we done some speculation. I still say, as long as um, Dave Filoni's in there to make sure that it is still Ahsoka Tano, I think we'll be okay. Yeah, and Dave's not going to let as long it. as. <laughs> and again, with my concern was, I don't want her to overshadow like the Mandalorian and stuff. Yeah, I think it's going to, um, in Mandalorian itself, she's only going to be in maybe one episode, maybe two at the most. Similar yeah, to, but... Remember how many, um, before season one, how many people we heard, oh, they're part of the cast of Mandalorian. They were in for like uh, maybe half an episode. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, yeah. Being all win. Yeah, they were, they were part yeah. of the cast, but they're only there for co- for uh, um, brief cup of coffee and that's it. She can still be back. Hoping she, yeah. Look at Carlo Esposito. I so. I was hoping she'd stick around. Yes. He was supposed to be a huge part of the cast and he was, but he was only in the last two episodes. Yeah. Yeah, but he's supposed to be in season two. Mm-hmm. Well, it better be the way they set that up. Oh yeah, I can't wait. Um, I did. I thought didn't they release a trailer this week for, for season two? No, for Mandalorian. No, not that I know of. Yeah, nothing that I heard of. And maybe it was just a fan made trailer. I don't know. Could have been fan made. Probably. I didn't see it. I just heard saw a headline about it at one point. Yeah, I know no. there was a, there was a uh like a uh painting or whatever of Ahsoka holding baby Yoda. Yeah, but we don't know how um, how real that is. No, I, I'm pretty sure it's not real at all. But that's the only thing that I saw about about it. Yeah. yeah. So, well, to continue on, and this one's been 
getting um, some mixed reactions. <laughs> yeah, Obi-Wan? but I think it's reverse trolling, that's uh, part of that. Yeah, could be. Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi um, is getting a new writer, and it's Joby Harrell. Um, he He's taking over after uh, Hossein Amini left the project back in January. He most recently executive produced John Wick, Chapter 3, Parabellum, and is writing the script for Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. Uh, He was one of two writers alongside James Vanderbilt, who was selected to develop a new take on Transformers franchise for Paramount. Hmm. Uh, I know could we do the Transformers franchise to turn it around? Actually, do Transformers? Yeah, really. You mean like Bumblebee? Nice. Yeah, the way Bumblebee was done. Actually, do the Transformers that we all grew up with. That you're aiming this at um, adults as much as you are kids. And trust me, the kids will follow along with what we watched when we were kids. Yeah, I still haven't watched Bumblebee yet. Bumblebee is amazing, and it's free everywhere right now. The thing I liked about Bumblebee is when he transforms. With the humans still in the car, when he's in car shape and he transforms into a robot, they are trapped inside him. That is weird because Transformers never did that. Gobots do that. Gobots did that. Transformers yeah. didn't. But it, it made you wonder what what would that be like? Well, we got it. <laughs> Very tight. Yeah. And then it gets even tighter when he, you know, shifts his body when being compressed up against the wall as well. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is um, that movie, actually, we were in the theater sitting back relaxing, and as soon as I heard two notes of Stan Bush, I actually hollered out, yes! I'm like, oh, wait, crap. No one else yelled. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Now, today, Harold has served as an executive producer on the WGN America series Underground and the recent Netflix series Spinning Out. It was also announced back in October that Harold and his Safe House Pictures banner has signed a first look deal with Legendary Television. Um, so when reached when they re, uh, Variety reached out to uh, Harold and Disney Plus, neither responded for comment. Now, Deborah Chow is the director on this, um, and of course she. Yeah, directed part of The Mandalorian. Uh, after Amini left the show, it was announced that production had been delayed from August 2020 to January 2021. Uh, McGregor downplayed the behind-the-scenes shakeup in an interview with Variety, saying it was not really as dramatic as it might have seen, because I think the scripts are great. Um, they're really in good shape. They want them to be better, I think, we keep our same air date all good. Now, here's where things have gotten a little shaky about it. I've heard it mentioned on a few other podcasts, Star Wars and non-Star Wars related. Everyone's upset that they did not take a diversity route and hire a female writer. Wait, 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 wait. I would not say everybody is upset about this. No, I didn't say everybody. I said a bunch of people. 
Yeah. And see, like I said, that's where I'm thinking it's reverse of what used to be trolls. Like, oh, I don't want a woman doing this. Now it's the reverse of if you don't put a woman, you made a mistake. It's like, <laughs> why don't you just hire a writer because they're the right person for the job and look later as to whether it's a man or a woman? Why is that the first thing you're supposed to look at? Mm. You know? Oh, yeah. I agree. I have with a woman being a writer or a director, as long as you're the right person for the job, that's a, that's the first thing that should happen. Who is right for the job? It, you could be a people leader. I don't care. And the other question is, is the right person for the job available to do the job or want to yeah. do the job? I mean, there's been times we've seen where they um, where they'll bring put someone in as a what they're saying, like you just the way you put it, diversity hire. And you could tell that is definitely not the right person, but they wanted something different than uh, they wanted to have a woman there or they wanted, you know what I mean? Right. And you end up with someone that's not right for the job. You don't lead with that. Right. <laughs> this is about story. You have to have the story right. You have to have the tone right. You have to actually make Star Wars. I agree. And when we do have a woman writer or woman director on one of these, I will celebrate it to the high heavens. That is phenomenal. Like I said, since the beginning, we've been talking this now, as long as it's the right person for that job. Exactly. I want a human, a warm body in the seat saying action and it has the right warm body. <laughs> oh, yeah, I I agree wholeheartedly. It's, Why am I always up on stupid soapboxes? <laughs> because I have created that monster in the past. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. I mean, I'm okay w- with the decision. It's not, it's not up to me to second guess this decision. It's, you know, if, if you want to be upset with someone making this decision, okay, be upset with Kathleen Kennedy. She's the one who hired or approved the choice that was made. Point blank. So if you want to be upset with someone, be upset with her. But there's no need to be. And it's kind of dumb to get upset about it right now anyway. We've not seen anything. Let's see what we get. Then get upset and go irate and go to attacking people. Yeah. Or better yet, maybe try to enjoy it. And if you don't, just wait. The next thing that comes by that you will like, then you can go nuts. You don't have to tell everybody you don't like it. But I do require, if you do like it, to tell everybody then. None of people do that. But I'm not going to that one again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, I don't know. We'll see how it works. So, like, nothing is – they've not even started rolling cameras on this yet, so. Right. And who knows? Things could still change. And they could bring mm-hmm. in – they could bring in more um, – more writers for certain episodes. Maybe he's just oh, write, maybe he's just writing a, a particular story arc. Yeah. Well, all of these shows have a whole writer's room. There's one main lead writer, but the whole room fi- figures the story, and then they okay. Well, this episode is yours. This episode is yours, and there's one one guy in the front usually leading, saying okay, and sets that out. That's your head writer. That's how it's done. Yep. Yeah. There's no one writer writing all of this stuff. This is the way. So. Let's wait and see and see what we get. Hey, this may still may still turn into a movie at some point instead. Stranger things have happened. Yeah. So um, at this point in time, that almost brings us to an end for this week. Yeah. Any final thoughts? For some reason, I see 
seem to have the touch stuck in my head. Huh. I wonder why. <laughs> the touch. Yeah, not the one you're thinking of. <laughs> it was referenced earlier. Uh, okay. I'm out of it. <laughs> I'm I'm, dead. <laughs> is this when I stepped away because of the dog? No, you let the dog right out? there. No, it was in um, Bumblebee. Oh. Okay, yeah, that was the touch I'm thinking of. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> when you said the touch, I'm like, all I can think of is the song. This is the touch. Yeah. Yep, that's it stuck yeah. in my head. Stan Bush. Uh, yep. Uh, yeah, as soon as you said Stan Bush, that got in my head. Uh-huh. Okay. He actually did two songs for that soundtrack. Yeah. I have multiple versions of that soundtrack. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. Well, Cybertron, you just put one out, so. Ah. But, yeah, I think it's time to wrap this up for today. Uh, any final thoughts from you, Ken? I uh, will end up on the 16 different tangents if I go on anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, then on that note, Let's just safely say there's only one thing left to be said. Give the evacuation code signal. All right, cut the chatter. Jets, I can hold it. Pull up! No, I'm all right. I've placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2. Yes, my master.